It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition locked on NBA podcast. Every Monday I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from locked on. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for locked on NBA podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and you're about to be Locked On Thunder. It is Thursday. It's a beautiful day, beautiful morning right now in Oklahoma City. And everybody's happy because the Thunder finally got back to their winning ways last night against the Detroit Pistons on the second night of a back-to-back. few things to talk about with that game. Ugly win. It ended up being an ugly win. A dominant performance throughout most of the game until the very end of the fourth quarter. We'll get to that, of course, a little bit later. But yeah, just a few things to talk about after last night's game. And then, basically some trends over the last few games, basically since the All-Star break, of some some things to not necessarily be overly concerned about if you're a big-time Thunder fan, uh, but just some things to keep your eye on. And if you don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014. And since 2018, with 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 the franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder insider, you can subscribe to the OKC82 podcast as well as this podcast. That is my post-game show that I do with Madison Morris after every home and away game. We do that live on the radio as well, immediately following the game. So if you're driving around or if you're over by your radio at one point uh, later in the evening and you want to listen to us live, please feel free to tune in. But if you miss it, don't worry, like I said. It's a podcast, so we just take the audio from the entire show and put it up on the podcast feed the next morning, just just in case you guys uh, missed a segment or missed the entire show, rest assured, we got you covered. Also, tune into the Franchise Thunder Insider Show on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon. That's with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and me. Talk Thunder basketball, NBA league-wide topics, a lot of fun. Tune in. Why not? So yeah, let's go right into last night's win over the Detroit Pistons. A 114-107, somewhat of a thrilling victory late in this game on the road against the Detroit Pistons. Much needed victory, obviously. Now the Thunder now sit at 38-24. and 24. The Pistons, after the loss, fall to 20-43. They're not very good. 
Uh, but Shea Gillis Alexander, really, really good return to form game for him. Efficient from the floor, only missed three shots. Finished with 27 points. Looked every bit the player that he looked like about two weeks before the All-Star break, and he's kind of tapered off a little bit. Uh, had a really good start to the game the other night against the Clippers. But, of course, the Clippers have like 5,000 guys that they can throw at about any player, let alone a second-year player in Shea Gillis Alexander. Um, he's had some good moments in these last two weeks, don't get me wrong, but just not as consistent as we had seen him prior. And, of course, not as consistent as we saw him last night. The, the Thunder needed all 27 of his points. Dennis Schroeder with another good return to form game as well, 23 points, 9 assists. And if you listened to the radio last night, and if you or if you've checked out the OKC82 podcast already, he was my player of the game just because the Thunder ended up leading at, at most by 16 points this game. And while Dennis Schroeder did most of that scoring during that 16-point stretch, or that where they built that 16-point lead, in my opinion, that was that was the margin that the Thunder absolutely needed in this game. Because as we all know, the Pistons were able to take a fourth-quarter lead with about a minute and 45 seconds left, uh, and then it became kind of a back-and-forth affair with the Oklahoma City Thunder, of course, um, finishing out. But Dennis Schroeder's play in the middle of the game, which helped the Thunder's lead balloon to 16. Um, him, him getting to the basket, basically it will, um, in my opinion, if that doesn't happen, even at that, like at half the rate, the Thunder, obviously, in my opinion, I think they lose the game. So Dennis Schroeder was my player of the game. Chris Paul was 16 points. And in fact, the three point guards at halftime combined to shoot 15 of 17 from the floor with 37 points that they set the tone early. And that's what you've got to do on the second half of a back-to-back, especially on the road. And especially after two demoralizing losses, the thunder, you know, they, they had every excuse to come out lethargic. They had every excuse to be like, I'm tired. We got here one or two in the morning last night after just getting our butts handed to us at home after a few days off, after getting our everything handed to us against Giannis Last Friday, yeah, they had every excuse to just pack it in and have a bad first quarter, and they didn't. They set the tone early. They outscored the Pistons 38-32. Now, the defense wasn't really there, but uh, offensively, Oklahoma City really got the ball rolling. And offensively, they didn't really taper off until about the beginning of the fourth quarter, and the defense just showed up in the third quarter to where all that scoring in the first half really helped out balloon their lead of course so good little shout out to the three-point guard lineup there and what do you know what Danilo Gallinari played you know I think and I said on the podcast yesterday because uh at the time they hadn't updated the game notes and so I just safely assumed and I say safely because over the last five second nights of back-to-backs Danilo Gallinari has not played um for whatever reason whether it be his ankle hurts his knee hurts something hurts a paper cut it's been load management, but, you know, in the locker room last night, Chris Paul, or two nights ago, I should say, after the Clippers loss, Chris Paul was incredibly short, incredibly quick, was in and out, and I had mentioned to you guys on this podcast that he was a little ticked off at practice the day before the Clippers game. Certainly seemed like, all right, we know we're not falling off the face of the earth with these two losses to two elite teams even though these performances have been more, like less than stellar, you you know, you could say it best. Um, but you could sense that the team kind of understood, all right, we're, we, we could possibly be teetering, and there are still some tough games to come up, you know, in just the next week alone. So these games against Detroit, these games against the Knicks, 
they're extremely valuable because you've got to win them because you're going to be in a tough spot on the road against Boston. You're going to be in a tough spot at home even against U- the Utah Jazz because even though Utah has been kind of a schizophrenic, somewhat of an average team this year, you know, you know, sue me. Like, sue me. Go ahead. I think they have a better roster than the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it, you've, these games against Detroit and New York, you've got to take care of business. And so I'm wondering if that kind of played into Danilo Gallinari's mentality of, no, like I can't afford to sit this one out. We need to be at full strength. And look, they, they absolutely needed him. 19 points, 7 rebounds. He had 4 steals. The Thunder had 13 steals. They led the game um, 13 and I believe 8 in terms of the steal the steals margin. Um Second quarter, third quarter, the Thunder were just getting their hands in passing lanes, whether they were deflecting them or outright stealing them. Uh, it was just it was the type of energy and the type of play that you absolutely needed on the second night of a back to back on the road against a bad team. You just you give them no no hope, no no doubt whatsoever what team's better. But of course, there was a fourth quarter. When we get back, the Thunder's fourth quarter against the Detroit Pistons. Christian Wood, and some little bit of disturbing trends defensively over the last few games. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast, everybody. I am Brady Trantham. Yes, Christian Wood uh, just decided not to miss at all last night. Now, I think I had mentioned on the podcast yesterday, like, don't forget about Christian Wood, everybody. He had a really good game two weeks ago when the Pistons came to Oklahoma City and lost 108-101. Guy played 39 minutes and scored 29 points, and at one point, late into the fourth quarter, was perfect from the three-point line at 5 of 5. I believe he missed one or two, like, just basically heaves that didn't really matter. Like, the game was pretty much um, decided at that point. But 5 of 5 from the three-point line, nine rebounds. For whatever reason, Christian Wood is starting to gain traction in the illustrious group of random basketball players who are absolute thunder killers. We brought up one last week on the podcast when we had Ryan Chapman on. Christian Wood, if he was on a Western Conference team and played the thunder a little bit more, uh, the rate seems to be going that he'd probably have another good game. probably have two more good games. Who knows? But Christian Wood was just unconscious. And without Christian Wood scoring... Without his shot making, the Pistons don't even have a prayer in the fourth quarter. And that was the case. Like, sometimes that's going to happen. Now I'll get into why it's a little disturbing in a little bit. But just, like, the reality of the situation. Because at the end of the day, the Thunder got the win, and that's what matters. But they put the game into a situation where, hey, Detroit, if you're going to come back and make this interesting in the fourth quarter, you have to have somebody go supernova. And fortunately for them, the one out of a million chances, Christian Wood actually did go supernova for about a 10-minute period 
uh, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, where he just could not miss. And then Detroit started gaining momentum. They started gaining some confidence as a result. And then the rest happened as we all know it. Now, in, in the game itself, not necessarily trend-wise over the last few games, but in this game, the disturbing thing for me was Detroit was basically running the same action every single play, every single possession in the fourth quarter. They were basically just running the Thunder defense into a circle, pick and roll, pick and roll, and then it would end in a pick and pop with Sviatslav Mikhailuk in the right corner, wide open. And he hit two, I think, of his three made threes in the fourth quarter, back-to-back possessions. And then a possession or two later, after they had taken a one-point lead, the Thunder go down and either turn the ball over or they miss their shot. Can't exactly remember. And then the Pistons come back with a, a great chance to extend their lead and further the, their momentum and probably win the game at that point, the way it was going. And they run the same damn action, and nobody is there to close out on Svi, and he's wide open, takes the shot, and fortunately for the Thunder, it rimmed out. Oklahoma City got the ball back. Chris Paul goes down at the end of the other end of the floor, gets the bucket, puts the Thunder back on top, and then Oklahoma City basically just kind of controls from there, fortunately for them. Just a little just a little annoying that Oklahoma City just couldn't figure out a simple action for a somewhat of a yeah, I, I know speed can get kind of hot every once in a while, but so can any any other small forward and any other team. Just a little, little lackadaisical for the Thunder's defense there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, overall, the thing that's kind of been a little concerning, and you can look at this one of two ways. The Thunder have played, one, the Thunder have played, you know, Denver, Milwaukee, and the Clippers in this stretch that I'm about to um, talk about, basically since the All-Star break. Now, overall, defensive rating-wise, Oklahoma City is a top 10 defensive rating team. But over the last seven games, their 108 defensive rating has slipped to 112 dead center out of 30 teams in the NBA behind teams like the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Suns, the Hornets even. And look, seven games isn't that great of a sample size. But like I already pointed out, the schedule in the short term is not going to get that much easier. Yes, you've got kind of a little nice relaxing game in Madison Square Garden on Friday night. But we just saw we just saw the Knicks a few nights ago beat the Houston Rockets in that same building. So like I always annoyingly tell you, road games in the NBA are hard. But after that, you've got Boston and Utah. So by that point, you'll have a 10-game stretch with two very talented teams, two teams that can certainly light it up. So the Thunder's defense is going to be tested. And it's a defense that's not necessarily falling off the face of the earth, but it's starting to slip. And again, you can look at it in just one of two ways. They're either playing really good teams, and that's just kind of the basic fact, and they're 1-2 and two against those good teams already, beating Denver, losing to Milwaukee and the Clippers, or they are just kind of hitting a little bit of, lull, a little bit of a lull in their schedule. Now, the interesting thing is that kind of goes into that 
is the starting five lineup. So you got Chris Paul, SGA, Lou Dort, Danil Gallinari, Steven Adams. Going into the Denver game, their defensive rating was pretty silly. It was about a 101 or a 102. How much of that was just kind of good, lucky momentum? How much of that was the schedule being fortunate for Oklahoma City? How much of it was Lou Dort was such an unknown that, you know, some teams just either didn't take him seriously or for whatever reason, you know, something something weird happened. But since then, over the last seven games, once again, it's crept up in their defensive rating. And now overall, they're a 110 defensive rated lineup. Now, again, small sample size. It's just something to take notice of and to think about because when you got Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell looming over the next few days, I mean, the Thunder's defense is going to be tested, and this is a team that has always relied on its defense. It's been uh, one of the more consistent defenses in the entire league. Now, the thing about the Thunder's defense is it's not always going to be pretty for every single game, every for all four quarters. I mean, even... Even like last night, they had a bad first quarter defensively and they had a bad first or fourth quarter defensively. But in between, they're able to put the clamps down just enough and then score just enough that they can increase their margin for error and then ultimately get the victory. Even against the Clippers, they had nice defensive stretches in the second quarter. They had nice defensive stretches in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter. But just you know, getting the brakes beaten off you defensively in the first quarter you know, sometimes it's just a little bit too much to overcome. We all know about the Milwaukee game. You know, sometimes things just get silly. But, again, it's just something to take notice of. It's just the Thunder's defense. Is it slipping completely or is it just, you know, one of those weeks, one of those few stretches in the NBA? There's 82 of them. Nothing really to worry about. All right, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening to Locked on Thunder podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a wonderful day, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.